Hello everyone, Honey Rogers back here with Naya, and I am in a grumpy mood because of something that just happened, which fits the theme, because we are talking about what to do when your fave fucks up and how to have a healthy parasocial relationship, which is something that all wrestling fans that are terminally online really, really need to get through their heads. Like, take it from me. Someone who's a fan of, you know, not in wrestling, but in MMA, people like Tito Ortiz and, you know, even Frank Mir to some degree, people who are just, you know, like certifiably douchebags with some of the worst politics you've ever heard in your entire fucking life. Take it from me when I say, you gotta get the fuck over it. And there's a couple of instances that I imagine we're gonna cover. I didn't really write anything down in preparation for this, but, you know, obviously... You know, you being a fan of the Usos to the degree that you are, you've seen, you know, some nonsense, let's call it, from them. And, you know, me being a fan of people like Tommaso Ciampa, I've also seen some nonsense, let's call it, from people like him. And also, I feel like it's important to say, like, we can get into it later, but, like, stop expecting people to be perfect. Like, if someone, like, let's say... Tim Thatcher, who, you know, generally presents himself as, you know, just an enjoyable person with not a whole lot of shitty politics and, you know, all of that. If that, if it ever comes out that, you know, he does have a bunch of shitty beliefs, let's all not be surprised. Like, everyone, like, let go of that, like, hope that your faves are gonna somehow, you know, not have any really terrible beliefs or things that they've done. It's not healthy to hold on to that. And I've actually done a short episode on problematic faves before, you know, back in the uh, first era of this podcast. And I don't remember a lot of what I said, but I remember being prompted by Tommaso Ciampa, um, who, if y'all don't know, as far as anyone can tell, he's pretty, like, right-leaning. We don't know exactly how right-wing he is. We don't know even if if he is at this point in time. But in, I want to say it was an interview that he did. He had a Blue Lives Matter banner thing visible in the background. And obviously that's stupid. I do think that, I genuinely do think that, you know, the Blue Lives Matter appreciating the police and stuff can come from a misguided but, like, positive meaning place there's a specific word that i forgot i think that can come from a positive place but at the end of the day saying blue lives matter is you know one way or another response to black lives matter it's always racist no matter what you do and how you present it and even the people who don't necessarily see it that way do have to cope with the fact that yes it is racist it is a shitty thing to say um and so you know tomaso was the one that prompted my initial episode about problematic faves. And, you know, I personally used to be very reactionary, let's say, about politics, about personal beliefs, about things like this. It's one of the reasons I didn't like Brock. It's one of the reasons I didn't like Tommaso. So on and so forth. And as of this year my views on that have changed pretty 
you know, pretty much done a 180. Uh, I know not everyone can view it like this, and that's fine. It's, I'm not here to tell you that, you know, you have to, you know, give in and start liking someone who does or believes something that you think is reprehensible. To each their own. There's no real right way to approach it. But for me, it's always, it's consistently come down to, I'm sorry, I'll let you take over in a second with, you know, your input on all this. But one of the things that's changed for me is like, you know, kind of looking at like, how do they act in their everyday life? How do they treat the people around them? How do they treat the people directly around them? And I know that, you know, at the end of the day, you do talk more with your money and your vote than you say with your voice. But it's hard for me to see people who maybe have these shitty politics, who are also just genuinely very kind, nice people, and keep a vehement hate in my heart for them. And I probably don't have quite as much of a right to speak on it when it is stuff like if they have racist beliefs so much as, like, if, you know, if I am a fan of someone who's transphobic, like Tito, for example, um, you know, I still feel like that's up to my judgment. And even though they have those beliefs, like, do I think he would hit me over a brick if... I met him? Not really. Like, I don't really think he would try and bash my brains in. He always might. People can always prove you wrong. But a lot of it comes from, a lot of my change in approach to this has been like, well, how do they treat just everyday people? And if I see that they treat everyday people with a general kindness, then I'm not willing to overlook their shitty politics, shitty beliefs, whatever. So much as I am to be, like, more understanding of them. And more understanding of who they are as a person and how they conduct themselves. And beyond that, like, I do want to stress that, like, maybe this is just because of my, you know, time spent on Tumblr, time spent on Twitter, time spent around leftists in general. (laughs) Is that a lot of people whose beliefs do align with mine. A lot of people who have similar, like, senses of justice... Similar beliefs about how the world should work, about, you know, human rights. A lot of those people are absolutely unfucking bearable to interact with. <laughs> like, I'm sure you, Naya, I'm sure you've had plenty of interactions with people who, you know, ostensibly do have the same belief system as you, or at least something compatible. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they're just the most unpleasant fucking person to speak to in the entire fucking world. And at the end of the day, I would rather hang out with someone like Tito, who is just pleasant to talk to, or Tommaso, who is just pleasant to talk to, than, you know, someone whose belief system, like, fully aligns with mine, who is just absolutely atrocious as a human being, like, in the way that they treat other people. Um, I think this conversation happened off air when we were talking the other day, but to that exact Mm -hmm. point... That is why for a really long time when me and others would speak up about David Starr kind of giving us a bad feeling or some of his actions Mm -hmm. and his behavior being kind of weird. 
um, a lot of people will be like, but his politics or because, you know, he says this or he does that, that that people ignored some of his other odd behavior. And then what do you know? These allegations come out about him and it literally sparks the speaking out, speaking out movement. So um, I think that's a perfect example of like, yes, on paper, I should have loved David Starr. He should have been one of my favorite wrestlers because he had all these great politics and all that. But at the end of the day, politics be damned he was still a shitty person yeah i mean Um, it's and that's you know that's just when it comes to like active politics that these people yeah still hold i do think like because i mentioned the usos and um i think the other important thing to discuss is um when they kind of just make stupid ass mistakes, but they mm-hmm. aren't, you know, intended in a cruel or mean way. Because that does happen. Right. I think that, like, for example, with the Usos, I think, like, last week was an example. So if, if you don't know what happened, basically, Jay Uso has a. Jay has a history <laughs> of having used the n-word in the past and obviously jay is not black he's samoan um and all in all if you're not black you shouldn't use the n-word it's not your word to use whether you're samoan or asian or latino it's not your word um and then last week he posted a video of Vince McMahon saying the n-word or he had he linked to a post on his Mm -hmm. Instagram story um where I guess people were kind of joking about um Vince McMahon having used the n-word in the past and how he kind of quote-unquote got away with it well I shouldn't say quote-unquote because he definitely got away with it but who Vince um yeah yeah that was weird that was just all very odd (laughs) Vince is Vince is also just an insane person so yeah it's hard to judge him by like human standards because like can we confidently say that he is one I don't believe he is I think Vince is like some kind of a bot in a way I don't know um he's my future boss vince i'm just joking we love you vince <laughs> at the end of the day even with all of talk about problematic faves even, even with all of his issues i do think that you know at the end mm-hmm. of the day i do think he is somebody who likes wrestling and likes to be in wrestling and just has no sense of right or wrong so there's a there, yeah i was gonna say like vince there's kind of a double-edged sword when it comes to vince because like on one hand very he's done a lot of very evil and messed up and like crazy things that definitely should not go unchecked or untalked about but you know like he's kind of created the wrestling he's created wrestling as we know it today kind of like in terms of the mainstream push and channel that it has but vince is also crazy um so yeah, Vince McMahon, if you don't know that, Vince McMahon said the N-word on national television once in a segment with um, John Cena and Booker T. This is um, weird. This is so weird. <laughs> and Jay posted it on his Instagram story. Um, and so this is where it kind of gets weird and a little bit like, how do you navigate this? And, and I will tell you how I navigate it. But... Um, my a friend of mine actually my best friend she was followed by jay on both twitter and instagram 
And so she DM'd him to kind of like educate him on why it was a little inappropriate for him to post that on his story, especially given his history of the N-word. Um, she was very respectful and everything. It wasn't like she was like cussing at him or anything crazy. She very politely just informed him of what was wrong with what he did. And he unfollowed her on both Twitter and Instagram. And um, that very, like as a fan, that hurts a lot because it's like, you want to expect better from the people that you support and the people that you like and you want them to do better and you want them to be respectful and conduct themselves in a manner that is like good i think that i think that jay often means well jay and jamie often mean well but at the same time they're still two mid 30 year old dudes from florida who probably grew up a certain way and grew up in a certain environment and that they're pretty probably going to be stuck in their ways when it comes to certain things. Mm. And I don't mean that as an excuse. I'm not saying that as in a get over it thing. I think everybody has a right to be and should be as mad about that as they want to be. Um, I, I think, sorry to interrupt, but I think to some degree it's less of an excuse and more of an expectation. Cause right, like, that's what I mean. You can't like, yes, you should want them to, you know, do better, be willing to educate themselves, which I do want to talk about in a minute. But, you know, you also have to have the realistic expectation of, like, how people are going to act. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, even though they're in a, in a, as a public figure and in a position of, like, fame, I know some people don't call wrestlers celebrities, but to a degree, they're public figures. Um, that they're at the end of the day, they're still people, and that just like you know, you probably have a an uncle or a cousin who does and says ignorant things. That no matter how much you try to explain to them or change their mind about it, you know, they're just they're always gonna say and do those things because they're just stuck in their ways. And at that, and you have that expectation that if you're gonna be around that person, that they're gonna do and say those things that you may not like. Um, and your options are to either put up with it or to not be around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, like, for me, my re- the way that I navigate that with anybody is, like, I honestly just take a step back. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I feel like it's not that it's fine, but in a way it's fine to support whoever you want to support. It, as long as you're not defending the behavior I feel like it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to get on here or get on Twitter and be like, Jay Uso has a right to say the N-word because I don't believe that. <laughs> and I don't believe, and I'm not also not going to try to get on anybody's case for being on his case because people have a right to be mad at him about that mm-hmm. because he's wrong. Um, but, you know, he is, it's, it sucks because he's a wrestler that I've really, really grown connected to in a, in a different way like in a very in a personal way not in a way that like i know him or anything but just the way that he has impacted me and he's impacted my life in terms of like we don't need to get into that (laughs) (laughs) but he's impacted me a lot no naya tell us more about about how you think about (laughs) jayusa we don't need to talk about that um but like just having a really strong connection to a wrestler sometimes it can be hard to just like it, when it's something like that, now when yeah. it is even even more like vehement racism or like stuff like sexual assault, 
yeah i mean then that's another conversation but when it's kind of like this person's a little bit of an idiot and there's nothing i can do <laughs> to change that then you kind of just have to be like oh that's my boy but <laughs> i'm gonna just have to take yeah, a step back there, and let there him have be been an times idiot on his when, own. there have been times where i've i've stepped back from stuff like that because i'm just like yeah i mean be mad about it but it's i'm i'm not gonna you know you know, go crazy about it. I'm not gonna sit here and, you know, talk about it in a, you know, 72 tweet long Twitter thread. Um, I mean, you know, again, to use, uh, it's not a wrestling example, but to use Tito as an example, because I, I cannot stress enough that Tito and I have, like, opposing views in every single way. Um, but, you know, you mentioned how you connected with Jay on a personal level. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of how it was for me with Tito, because I heard about his life story and his experiences and seeing the way that he interacts with people and seeing the way that he, like, especially like coaches people and stuff like that. I was like, no, hold on. I don't believe that this person is a bad person. You know what I mean? Like, even with his terrible, terrible beliefs. Though, I will say, it's difficult to judge when people get into QAnon stuff, because that is just a straight-up cult. Like, um, like, yes, it's terrible, yes, it's bad, but I do need everyone to understand that that's just not, like, a fringe political movement. It is a cult. It is a cult that recruits people to be in its cult. So, like, and that's not me making an excuse for him. It's just, I do need people to understand that that is a dangerous, completely separate thing. Um, that being said, you know, for a wrestling example, like, Tommaso, I think, is the best one to go with. Um, I don't know if anybody who is going to listen to this has ever seen his uh, Celtic Warrior workout with Seamus. Um, go watch it. It's very good. He actually has some very good, uh, tips on, like, body control. So if you actually, like, are interested in fitness, he has a very good, um, he also, like, shares a bunch of his workouts on Instagram. Uh, he actually does have, like, a very good, like, understanding of, like, body mechanics. So it's actually kind of interesting to hear him talk about that, but that's beyond the point. But in his, uh, Celtic Warrior workout with Seamus, he talks about how, um... He had a really, like, as bad as it can get depressive episode where he became severely addicted to drugs and uh, tried to kill himself at one point. So, when I heard that, and that was something that I did not know until, like, January of this year. Um, and... I mean, my mind had been turned around on him a little bit before that, but when I heard that, and I kind of just sat and, like, listened to him talk, and I listened to a couple of interviews with him, I was like, I felt that, like, very personal connection of being, because, you know, dear listeners who don't already know this, uh, I am an alcoholic. I have been since I was, like, 15 or 16, I think. Um, I'm currently 26, so it's actually been about 10 years since I started drinking. Um, I've had, like, little bouts of sobriety, I guess you could call them, <laughs> but, um, so, and I've also, you know, dabbled in other substances, I'll say, 
and, you know, dealt with my fair share of trauma, you know, up and down every side of the street. Uh, so, and I have not attempted suicide, but I mean, not to get too deep. Um, I haven't like attempted it, but I have gotten very close many times. And, uh, so when I heard that, when I learned that about him, I was like, and one of the other things that really cinched it for me was that, because like, not to sound like self-centered or anything, but I like to help people and I like to be there for people. Um, even if all I can do is like sit there and listen. And so in the Celtic Warrior Workouts, Tommaso actually says that to this day, and I went and verified this, uh, he has his Instagram and Twitter DMs completely open because a lot of wrestlers won't for very good reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so do not want this from wrestlers. Like it is not a good idea for most of them, but he keeps them open to this day because he said, you know, I can't, I can't help you. I can't, you know, help you on a clinical level, but I want people to know that there is always an ear out there for them. And hearing that just connected with me in that very special way. And I obviously don't overlook, you know, the beliefs that he holds, but it makes me confident that I truly don't believe he is a bad person. And I think at the end of the day, like, when it comes to, like, it comes to, like, down to, like, how, like, what is your standard for a bad person, you know? Like, I personally don't believe that anyone is bad or good. I think you do good things, and I think you do bad things. And I think there is a point where you do so many overwhelmingly bad things that you can be classified as a bad person, but your average everyday, like, professional wrestler is never going to get to that. So, a lot of my standards of, like, what makes a good and bad person relies more on action than on belief. Because I think you can have... Because, I mean, like, I'll, like... You know, who wants me to be their problematic fave? Because I have a bunch of shitty beliefs still. I mean, I am, you know, a white, a 26-year-old white person in the mid, in the Midwest who grew up around other white people. Like, I guarantee, like, I still catch myself with, like, racist thoughts and stuff like that. Or even transphobic thoughts. I'm trans. Like, it still happens. And, you know, it comes down to okay, well, I have those thoughts, but what are my actions? Like, am I going to go out there and am I going to do something horribly racist or am I going to do something super transphobic or something like that? Like, because if I don't do those actions, then I think I can still be confident in the kind of person that I am. And then and, also just, like, catching those moments and correcting that, like, correcting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like being being aware of your own being aware of yourself i think that like when you you talk about like bad and good and all that like people often first of all like when you're put under a microscope i think the thing that 
people often don't realize, especially on Twitter, and it's not just a wrestling Twitter thing, it's just a Twitter thing in general, <laughs> that when you put somebody under a microscope and you're essentially watching their every move, everything they say, everything they do, and a lot of them looking, some people will specifically look for something wrong for a person to do so that they can justify or, or you know, um, find a reason to not like someone yeah and of course you know people are gonna fuck up because people are human beings if somebody was watching me all day long i probably canceled three times over by now not because i'm a bad person or because i'm walking around doing shitty stuff all the time but just because you know like not every sentence a person says is gonna be so well formulated that you gonna find something where oh well you said this wrong and, it and shouldn't now be. all of a sudden it's a thing, you know. But, I mean, you and me have also, I think, talked about that privately. Uh, I mean, w- we were just talking about it uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Charlotte and stuff. Because some people want so badly for there to be a reason why they don't like someone. Like, for a personal example, right. I, as a person, do not like Shotzi Blackheart. And it is for no, it has nothing to do with anything she's done. It's purely just because I, my energy does not mesh with hers, and that's fine. Like, there is no, like, I will never go try and find something about her to, like, dig up, to dig up dirt or whatever. I just don't like the woman. And it's not a big deal. Like, sometimes you just don't like someone. Sometimes you just don't get along with them. Sometimes you just don't want anything to do with them. And there doesn't have to be, like, they don't have, you don't have to make them into a bad person you just have to be like, okay, so that's not for me. And then you move on. Because there I think are it's so billions of people, people who probably are. <laughs> right. And, like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like so many people are missed on. And I see it, like, especially, like, like outside of wrestling Twitter, the only thing I ever go close to is kind of, like, music Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, you know, I, even there I'll see it where people will be like, see, this person did this or this that did that. And it's like, you know, it's okay to just say you don't like... T- I don't like Lizzo. A lot of people love Lizzo. I don't like Lizzo. I just don't like her music. But that's just me. Does that mean I need to make it seem like Lizzo is a horrible person? No. Does that mean I need to go search up slurs on her Twitter to see if she's ever said a slur so I can, you know, justify not liking her? No. I can just say I don't like Lizzo because her music isn't for me. I can say I don't like, you know, Britt Baker because, you know... I just don't vibe with her the same way like you you don't like Shotzi because you just don't vibe with her like it's okay to say these things or even just to say like I don't like Becky Lynch because I don't think she's a good wrestler do I think Becky Lynch is this horrible person who needs to be taken down and stopped no I'm sure Rebecca is just a very fine yeah. woman I'm sure she's lovely <laughs> like that's that's but that. I <laughs> that doesn't mean I gotta like her wrestling it, yeah it's fine yeah I mean when it comes to like so, like, on the most base level, like, I know we talked about this in the AEW episode, and I do feel like I have to retract some of my statements here from that episode. Not that I remember anything that was said, because, like, I don't have any memory, Me but... <laughs> Me neither. Um, yeah, right. But, um... So, at the end of the day, I don't actually think that Matt and Nick Jackson... I hope I got their names right so bad. <laughs> Like, I call don't, them whatever you I'm sorry, want to call them. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. and Mr. Jackson, I don't know your names. I am sorry. Mark, <laughs> but, but Mark and Nate. <laughs> I think that's what you called them last time. But either way, at the end of the day, I don't think either of them are, like, 
truly bad people. I don't think they're going around doing bad things to people. I think they are two stupid mid-30s white men from Southern California <laughs> who, like, are trolls, you know? Like, I... I don't think, like, I, and I don't think they're, like, like, the kind of trolls that, like, go out and, like, suicide bait people. Like, I don't think they're, like, that level. I think they're just kind of, like, the kind that, like, like to get a reaction. And so, like, I don't like that kind of person. I don't vibe with that kind of person. I've spent a lot of time around men like that, and I just don't get, like, I just, that energy does not match with mine. And... So when I say that I don't like the Young Bucks, and I know I was harsh on them. I know I was. Um, it's it's more just in the sense that, like, I just don't think that they're the kind of person that I would... Like, I could still be civil with them. I do want to make... I do want to also clear that up. Just because you don't like some someone, even if it's just, like because of like this like this just like our vibes not matching you can still be civil with them and that doesn't like make you like a pussy or something or like what because like have you seen that before like when people will get along with people that they don't like and other people will be like that's such like a cop-out like you said yeah, you didn't like, like and it's like no dude especially it's, in wrestling that's called though, being like, a grown-ass <laughs> adult <laughs> Right. And people too, I think people forget that wrestling is at the end of the day, it's a job, it's a business and it's also one where if you drop somebody on their neck, they'll die. Like Yes, you have to you gotta be in a ring with these people. You have to trust them with your body and they have to be able to trust you with their body. Mm -hmm. Um and so like when you see wrestlers and they're with other wrestlers sometimes and you're like, well, damn, they're, like, being nice to this person and they're a horrible person or whatever. Like, that doesn't always mean that they're a friend. And I feel like somebody's going to listen to this and think that I'm specifically referring to, like, Sasha and Tessa. I'm not referring to that. Because um, clearly that's a different situation. But, like, you know, sometimes you will see wrestlers together because they're appearing at an event together at the same time or whatever. And they're being cordial with each other. Because they have to be. They're at work. Do you go to your job and act a hot mess and cuss people out? I would hope not. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like Some people probably do. Like, in all fairness, that probably is something yeah, that happens. Yeah, in all fairness, some people probably do that, but that doesn't mean that it's the right thing. And it's that also doesn't mean that it's the way that everybody has to behave. You know, like, some people just conduct themselves in a different manner. And wrestling is a very... I think that's another thing like, about wrestling that people sometimes don't understand if they're not in the business is that it can be very tedious like the smallest thing that can be taken as disrespect or be taken as you're being difficult can turn into you not being able to work somewhere you not being able to like get books like you having an issue with a specific wrestler can turn into mm. something bigger than it needs to be really fast because at the end of the day as much as wrestling has changed it is still very much in that mindset of like if somebody talks shit about you to a promoter that won't get you not booked. It's still very like who you know and and mm -hmm. what's said about you and he said she said. That shit still goes in wrestling. And like even um, on a, sorry, just even on a smaller mm -hmm. example, like you know, at at the beginning of this year, obviously bringing it back to you know my favorite example of Tommaso, people, you know, Timothy Thatcher was teaming with Tommaso Ciampa for quite a few months, and there was a. Uh, certain fans, I'll say, 
who were like, "What can they get Tim away from him? Can, you know, Tim probably hates this and all this. I'm like, he clearly does not. <laughs> like, I also, like, that's the other thing that I wanted to touch on when you were talking about, like, well, sometimes they, like, have to get along with these people. And it's like, sometimes they just genuinely do get along with them. Like, right. it's been pretty obvious that Tim and Tommaso got along, like, as people. Which does not shock me. <laughs> and that so, also doesn't mean, like, they have to be, like, the bestest friends in the world. Like, you can like, get along with somebody. And you can hang out, like, you can friend. hang out with, you can be friends with someone in this. Yeah. Also, and, like, again, this goes down to the fact that wrestling is a business, and wrestling is a particularly dangerous business where you are literally responsible for the lives of your coworkers. So even if you have differing beliefs, it's beneficial to every party involved for you guys to be friends. And if not friends, yeah. civil. Because you do not want that translating. Yeah. It's so, every time I see people, I'm like, well, why would this wrestler hang out with this wrestler if they have so many different... So it's like, it's like you know, uh, Seth has gotten this a couple of times because Seth is obviously very openly liberal about his beliefs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he's hung out with quite a few conservative wrestlers, like, like AJ Styles. Uh, he's a pretty good example. Because um, everyone's like, well, why would Seth be friends with AJ Styles? Because AJ Styles is a homophobe. Which, to be fair, we don't know if he still is. Um, but it, uh, people are like, well, why would they be friends? And it's like, well, because they probably have a lot of similar interests and get, and get along. Like, 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 yeah. The reasons like, why you have friends. You know right, what like, I mean? And then, too, like, you know, getting along, like, again, going back to that, getting along with somebody doesn't always mean, like, they're their best friend. I'm sure if AJ, if Seth sees AJ at work or, like, if they get to having a conversation, then they're going to get on just fine. Does that yeah. mean AJ's, like, invited to his wedding? Is he going to make AJ the godfather to his child? No, they just have some similar interests. Yeah, be like, like, they like football and video games and stuff <laughs> like that. Well, I don't know if Seth likes football at this point, but <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what? That's on him. That's on him. If a wrestler I like sucked as much as the Bears sucked, I would find a better wrestler to like. <laughs> don't get the Bears fans on this podcast. Don't get... We don't need hate mail from football I've been, fans. I've been bullied by football fans my entire life. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it... it, it, it just always bugs me when people are like, you can't ever get along with people. And admittedly, and I will say this openly, I did used to be like that. One of the reasons that I understand, like, the thought processes of all these people is because I 100% used to be that very reactionary, you know, deep line in the sand, ever black and white thinking kind mm -hmm. of person. And, like, at the end, and, like, after becoming a fan of Tito especially, I just realized how, like, unsustainable a mindset that is. Because you're just sitting there and everything is a problem. Everything, somebody, every there's something wrong with everybody. And at one yeah. point, you just, like, you don't have to stop caring, but you do have to grow up and realize that, you know that's not how the world works. <laughs> like, right. you do have to realize that if you want to exist in the world with other people in society, you do have to be able to get along with people who think differently from you. 
And it took me 25 years. It took me a quarter of a century to well and truly learn that. And like it, I, it's lucky that I have learned it at any point. Um, because it just, it's really something that keeps coming up in wrestling. Like, obviously, I, I briefly mentioned Brock earlier. And, you know, everybody knows that Brock is pretty conservative. Um, it's not exactly a secret. Yeah. But, like, it's also, I think Brock is actually a very good example because he's also somebody that pretty much everybody gets along with. <laughs> like, all of his coworkers get along with him even to the point where you know we mentioned it i think in the seth episode um that seth went up to him and was like well i want to get to know you better and i want to get to hang out with you on a personal level and you know obviously we've seen like drew heat praise upon him kofi even becky at one point uh so like he is a good example of someone who has these beliefs that generally are seen as, you know, pretty not great, which they are not great for the most part. But I also, one of the other things that I feel like is important to mention with problematic fave stuff is, like, how recent is your evidence towards these beliefs? I was going to say, like, especially with someone like Brock... There's a difference in, like, somebody believing that stuff and then somebody spewing that stuff. And I think I got into it with someone about this on Tumblr, I think one of my anons, who of were like, course. well, how do you how do you <laughs> not like Alexa Bliss or how do you not like this person who's a Republican or that person who's a Republican, but you like Brock? And I'll tell you straight up, because Brock minding business. Brock isn't getting on Twitter every day to, re- to like, tweet Republican propaganda and you know sale is bullshit he goes home to his farm and he because he doesn't care (laughs) he He wants to go he he wants to go live on his farm in canada with his children and his woman and like i don't know lift cows or something yeah and i'm like (laughs) you know what honestly and at the end of the day like i'm not going out here to like kiss brock lesnar's ass i just like the way he suplexes people and that's fine there's a big difference between like drake weirds who was actively going around the locker room constantly talking about like proselytizing like, people <laughs> yeah like towards that's his cult behavior or like even like there were Although, rumors in the past around the time that big calf got fired that he was doing similar stuff like constantly talking about trump like that's a different thing and Although, clearly people don't want to be around that kind of behavior i will jump in here and say drake wirtz is a very good example of the aforementioned QAnon cult thing that i meant that i said uh because that is the behavior of someone who has been caught up in a cult. And I just wanted to hammer down on that point. Please be wary of cults. Please be wary of cult recruitment. Uh, it's just genuinely a giant problem that will only get worse. <laughs> and I just want everybody to understand how important it is that you know how to stay safe and away from cults. I am tempted to link some resources in the description of this episode just in case because it really is something that I worry about. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's... Cults. <laughs> but I mean, it... But this comes up a lot, you know? Like, people will drag up something. Like, they did this with Johnny Gargano, and admittedly, which actually, this is a perfect little uh, segue into something I wanted to mention earlier regarding Jey Uso. So obviously, I think it was like, it was 
maybe in 2019 or 2020, someone was starting a whole blue because of a transphobic joke Johnny made on Twitter 10 years ago. But, um, he didn't really respond to that well, which honestly, I don't necessarily blame him for because, uh, I also would not respond well if people were dragging up things I said 10 years ago because I said so many awful things 10 years ago and I would be upset that someone would go through the effort to do that. But beyond that, um, first off, it's just weird to do that, okay? It's just weird to try and find out the shitty beliefs that someone has held a decade ago. Like, if they're, like you said, like with Alexa out here tweeting Republican propaganda in the year of our Lord 2021, then yes, they still clearly do hold those beliefs. But if the most evidence you can find is from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, then I can't sit there and responsibly accept what you're saying because you haven't brought me any reliable evidence that shows that they are still like that. And this is just something I see all, and, like, people do it way more outside of wrestling, I feel like they do it with, like, actors and musicians a lot, where they'll just drag up something from many years ago. They'll literally <laughs> go through people's accounts and, like, like search the N-words, search the F-slurs, search yes. the transphobic slurs, like, get alive! <laughs> Please, Please, genuinely, find something else to do with your time, because that's not healthy. And it's, it's really not just weird because again, why do you need so badly to prove that this person has done something or said something in the past that's bad? And also, most part of the problem is that most of the time they're not even finding anything that's like materially a problem. Like, yes, okay, they've probably said a transphobic slur in the past, or they've said a racist slur in the past, or something like that, because literally everyone has. <laughs> like, literally everybody has done something like that. There is no way to grow up not having bigoted beliefs. It's just on you as you grow to work your way out of them. And right. when it comes to, like, digging up things on people's Twitter or whatever, like, just let it go. <laughs> like, yes, it's not great that they did that, but it's ten years in the past. So why are you bringing it up? What does it matter? Especially when... And I use Johnny as the example because we've seen pretty clearly that Johnny has opened his mind, you know? Like, he's clearly not a hateful person. And it's like, well, why did you feel the need to, <laughs> to make this a problem? And, and I think the thing that always gets me, too, with that is, like, even when the person does come up and clarify and like ap or apologize, there are still going to be people who just won't accept it. Right? And... You cannot and get like, away from these people. You can't. And you there's some people you just can't please. Like for example, like Kevin Owens is one of my favorite examples of that. Like people have dug deep, not just in his Twitter, but like in his old indie stuff where he's done him and Sami Zayn, where they've done and like said some really like horrible things, like slurs, racist, homophobic stuff, and. Kevin and Sammy, I think you can look at Kevin and Sammy and both know that they clearly don't believe those things anymore. But better yet, Kevin Owens has publicly went on record, like not in not in a note tap apology, like on a podcast, said and held himself accountable for his old actions and apologized 
and I, I think one of the best apologies I've ever heard in terms of that kind of thing and like really took responsibility for what he'd done and said in the past and then shown in his behavior that he's changed mm-hmm. and has different beliefs now and for the most part I see I think Kevin Kevin and Sammy are both universally loved but I do still know and see some people who will bring up those things and be like does nobody remember that they've done and said that? and it's like yeah we do know we that they've done and said it but I remember I they've more than made up for it i remember when a commentator in an indie promotion had to apologize to all islamic people for something john moxley said like yeah we like yeah we know that they have done these things it's just you know 15 years in the past and they've moved on so should we but that actually is another reason you're talking about Kevin's apology, which um, I would love to hear at one point. I've never, you know, I don't listen to podcasts. Teehee is a podcast host. But uh, the holding themselves accountable thing is kind of the other thing I wanted to talk to you because I mentioned that Johnny didn't yes. handle the situation he was in in the best way. But, and the other reason that it made me think of Jay Uso is because obviously Jay unfollowed your your friend and everything and (laughs) i want to make it okay i want to say that i think it's okay for people like that to be embarrassed and to not know how to respond when they are embarrassed and to give Mm -hmm. imperfect responses because a lot of the times it comes down to them being embarrassed because i was actually talking to someone recently and we were talking about the kind of people that we have been in the past. We were talking about how, you know, we said, because I mean, like, I'll be straight up, like, me and a lot of my other white friends absolutely used to say the N-word all the time. Like, it was just something that you said at that point in time, and it wasn't okay then, and it's not okay now. But this person I was talking to mentioned that they felt shame and embarrassment about the things that they'd done and said and the kind of person that they'd been and I think that a lot of people who don't quite when you see somebody not handle a situation in like a perfect way I think a lot of the times what you're saying is someone who is deeply embarrassed and unsure of how to handle it and I don't think that either makes them a bad person. I don't think that that means that they don't recognize that what they've done was wrong. I think that it means that they're probably just very deeply embarrassed about what they did. And, I mean, you know, that's obviously not the situation for everybody. Some people are just assholes about it. But Like, for example, I'll be honest and say that I don't think that Jay was embarrassed by his behavior. I think Jay just genuinely doesn't see anything wrong with it. Um, which we talked about, he, you know, yeah, privately. Right. And which, that's, that's why I'm, like, saying, like, he's just a dumbass. Like, which also, there's, there's... like, there are certain issues where, like, there are socio-political issues at play that your average wrestling fan should probably not talk about. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that that's, like, the situation here or anything, but sometimes people truly do not understand the full context of a situation before they jump into it. 
And right. that's not a great way to approach things. Because <laughs> I remember when the Johnny thing happened, people were like, people were presenting it as like he had just done it. Like if it had done like, like if he had like done it like the day before. And then I went and found it and it said it was from 10 years ago. And I was like, are we really doing this? <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I don't know, like, you have to understand the full context of a situation before you can, like, react to it in a way that matters. Yeah. And, like, the other thing, because this is, because this is something we see come up a lot on, on the Twitter, especially on the wrestling Twitter. Uh, and let's use a fantastic example of Sasha Banks. Um, because I'm the same thing. a lot of people, and I will say this, let me make this clear. I am no longer really a fan of Mercedes as a person, uh, largely because of her husband, because in April of this year, her husband did a collaboration with a shoe store to create a shoe that donated money to Autism Speaks. For those of you who are listening and don't know, Autism Speaks is a hate group that promotes eugenics against autistic people. And knowing that Sasha has an autistic brother, I want to say, that they thought that this was okay, and then it was followed up by her husband getting told dozens of times that, because his whole thing was, I want to create a conversation and then when autistic people and the families of autistic people were like, hey, don't donate to a hate group, he was absolutely silent. And then Sasha many times promoted the shoes, acted like there was no problem that it went to Autism Speaks. And actually, for fun fact, Cesaro, Seth, and Kofi all promoted the shoes too. Um, so I do want to make it clear, when I talk about these controversies with Sasha, it is coming from a place of genuinely no longer respecting her as a person <laughs> but it's just su it's a very good example because the controversies i'm referring to are not that because apparently no one cared which was very hurtful as an autistic person but that's the topic for another day but i'm talking about the ones where it's like people take screenshots of you know her her uh instagram stories or her twitter likes and stuff like that and they're like well she's liking this this and this and this and then you get these people who are doing that talking to her fans saying well why won't you hold sasha accountable and it's like well motherfucker what do you expect them to do genuinely what do you expect them to do like <laughs> there is no I'm way i'm so glad you said this <laughs> i'm so glad you said this Cause so with the auti with the autism speaks thing, I was on a Twitter break when all that happened, so I kind of don't know the full scope of like how everyone reacted to that. I do. No one reacted. People kind of addressing. Like, yeah. just if you so want to know, I'll it was literally like just me, and then people like a few people like in like the comments of Seth's post or Kofi's post mm -hmm. or. Sasha's post. It was a lot of people in her husband's comments saying, "Hey, I will say, this is like, shitty." With because I remember, I do remember in my disc in one of the discords that I'm in, someone brought that up because I had previously heard just 
previously in passing heard about Autism Speak, so I didn't know the full scope of what exactly they were or what issues are with them as a group. But when I saw people talking about it with Sasha um, and in the Discord, I was like, okay, yeah, that's not good. I think the issue can be that sometimes people don't know those things. Like, even with, like, WWE worked with Susan G. Coleman for a really long time, and people didn't know that there were issues with them as a charity. People, you know, so... See, I wish and- I would. I wish wrestlers would research a little bit better some of the people that they are working with, and then also, like you said, like when people are actively telling you something. Yeah, listen, I mean that that was um, that was the overall issue, and and for a while I thought, well, maybe this shoe store. Sorry, just we can we can move on to the whole accountability thing in a minute, but just with this particular mm-hmm. instance, for a while I was like, well, maybe the shoe store that he was collaborating with didn't allow. Like, they wouldn't allow any other charity or whatever, in which case he should have just said no. But that wasn't true because another, a, a comedian, I, I forget his name, who actually is involved in wrestling to some degree. Like, he's a big wrestling, Ron something? Um, he Are you did about a, RJ? No. Uh, uh, his last name starts with an F, I think. It's, like, really hard to pronounce. Um, mm. but he also collaborated and did a shoe for Autism Acceptance Month. They called it Autism Awareness Month because everybody hates us. Um, but, uh, and his donations went to an entirely different charity. So I know that her husband picked Autism Speaks on purpose. Oh, okay, which so I see what you mean. Yeah. Is why it was a problem. Because I didn't have a problem with, you know, right. the fact that, like, there was a shoe collaboration and charity and all that. It was the fact that, like, he very clearly, like... Chose who the money got to go to. And, and then would the not listen to people. And people weren't even being rude. Like, every single yeah. comment I saw was like, hey... I don't know if you knew this, but a lot of autistic people are really uncomfortable with Autism Speaks because they've advocated for eugenics against autistic people. They've advocated, you know, it's so much bad. (laughs) Um, So it it was a very particular situation. And it was something where, like, people actually did try to inform him. Mm -hmm. And we were just ignored. And, but that also does lead into, like, you know, even with all that and with the hurtfulness of that, um, because, like, I don't know, like, I will say, like, I can't imagine some people listening to this and thinking, well, you're a hypocrite because you just said all this, this, and this about, like, Tommaso and stuff like that. And I'm like, I will say, again, this comes down to beliefs versus actions, you can have right. racist beliefs, but not do racist things. You can have conservative beliefs, but not actively try to harm people. Actively giving money to a group that wants to murder autistic people. <laughs> and I mean just straight up. They want us dead. That is an action in which you are hurting people. And I want everyone to understand that. Like I said, it is about actions more than it is about beliefs. And this was an action that was actively dangerous for autistic people. So just to clarify, you know, before anyone wants to be all up on my head about it. 
but yeah so on the note of accountability i i that is something that i brought up on twitter i can't remember which situation like i think it was something to do with sasha and about oh, it had no, to no i do know what it was it was the roman <laughs> one it was the roman situation. oh which were which which one because which one when he tweeted the word that turned out to be a homophobic slur which oh sissy yeah yeah <laughs> like which was like, so again, silly i'm sorry i feel like we talked about that in another episode and that was just silly <laughs> no we talked about that privately but okay yeah, like and i think the silliness for me was the people who were like is he gonna address this and it's like no he's not going to roman no. doesn't look at your tweets <laughs> roman doesn't look at your tweets he tweets what he wants to say and then he logs off like honestly like a normal human being um there's you think he's gonna sit here sifting through his mentions to see what you know Liv Morgan stand number 445 has to say about him the now. last like, time been- i saw him like a tweet from a fan was regarding that private picture of his that got leaked that's literally the last time i remember him seeing like interacting with a fan's tweet the last time i saw him interact with (laughs) with a fan tweet it was one of those random like grandma bot stands who was just like i love you (laughs) like the last fan tweet well we all love the grandma bots like so like but that was a situation that was so funny to me because people were like are roman fans gonna hold him accountable like in like i kept seeing tweets people of people saying if this was anyone else you guys would have dressed it by now and i was like people have been talking about this for two days we have gone (laughs) in circles and circles and circles about how he was wrong he shouldn't have said it there's no way to defend it um and that he was wrong like let's move on with our lives now and that went on for several days, and I was still seeing tweets of people being like, if this was anyone else, you guys would have said something. It's like, are people, who do you follow? Everybody on my time, I had to mute his name and log off because I was so sick of hearing about it. Talk about and curating then, like, your social of... media experience. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, like, some the same thing happened with Sasha, where with the quote-unquote anti-vax stuff, which is so... Uh, I don't know. Like, she clearly, like, she followed the accounts and liked the tweets, but I also feel like, again, that's, like, belief versus behavior. Clearly, Sasha has been, well, we don't know her medical history, but she worked specific events that required vaccination, allegedly, and so... You can assume um, most likely. You can you can assume most likely she's been vaccinated, She and at the very least, she wears her mask, she does what she needs to do so she can perform in um at the end of the day it's not that it's not such a big deal that we need to sit here and have a conversation about it every week the way people have been trying to but then again people are like you guys need to hold her accountable it's like okay what do you want me to do get sasha on the phone and tell her to get vaccinated i don't know her do you want me to be dming this girl on tumblr or something like what do you want the most the most like and i'm saying this now i tweeted this and i'm saying this now the most accountability you can hold for your favorite wrestler is just denouncing their behavior or their actions unless you have a direct line of communication with somebody it is impossible for you to quote unquote hold them accountable Which, i don't have sasha's number the I can't fact call hold her on say, you saying sorry to interrupt but like so i mentioned earlier that tomaso has his dms opened i have dm'd him before we have spoken briefly on multiple occasions and it has never been anything deep. But I want to stress even more so that if you do have a line of communication with these people, if you are not a close personal friend or family member, 
you do not get to do that. Like, yeah. it is one thing to, like, because I know Naomi did a the, the, the blue square thing, and people mm-hmm. said, hey, actually this, this, and this, and she was like, oh, okay, let me learn more about it. And, like, she took it very well for right. herself. And, like, that is okay to kindly inform them. You do not get to jump into their DMs and yell at them and be like, "We need you right. need to be held accountable for what you... You don't get to do that. You are not their friend. You are not their family member. I would never, ever, ever <laughs> go into Tommaso's DMs and be like, I'm gonna, you know, yell at you for this, this, and that. Like, I'm not gonna do that because that's just inappropriate. It's inappropriate conduct. That also goes in with to assuming that just because somebody made somebody said something or did something that that speaks to who they are as a person. Like Naomi and Charlotte both like with Naomi, she had like re- liked Nikki Bella's uh, post about mm-hmm. Palestine, and um, Charlotte had liked Gal Gadot's tweet about Palestine, and both of them were reached out to by fans who had a direct line of communication with them, and they were both corrected politely, I would assume, as. Charlotte tweeted that she liked the, the tweet accidentally and um, that Naomi said she would educate herself um, and she unliked the post. And like to me, that is an example of these are human beings. They're going to make mistakes. You cannot assume that people are as educated or uh, informed on subjects as you are or as we are. You know, like I'm personally, I was a political science major I'm pretty well informed on most political, social um, topics. But I can't assume that everybody that I know and interact with is as educated as I am because everyone leads different lives. And at the end of the day, politics suck to talk about. And so some people yeah. just don't engage with that stuff. So, it, and it's, and even then, I saw some people be like, they're grown women. They can educate themselves. Like, you, some people oh, just man. don't want people to learn. Like, no, it, hold on. That's a whole conversation in and of itself. No, let's have at least a little bit of that conversation because, and because I know that, like, the demographics of the people who probably do listen to this podcast, the, you know, three people, I understand that a lot of you who even may listen to this in the future are probably on the younger side, probably on the more liberal leftist side. Um, If not, you're going to get real mad about the anti-capitalist stuff in the other one. Um, I understand (laughs) that, you know, it, it, (laughs) you feel like, and a lot of you probably fit into some kind of marginalized identity. Maybe you're queer. Maybe you're not white. Maybe you're disabled, so on and so forth. And I understand, as a marginalized person, feeling like you shouldn't have to educate others. Um, but, and I, I, I genuinely do, because I, I don't want to sit there and, and teach everybody how to accept trans people. I don't want to sit there and, you know, teach everyone how to accept disabled people. I, I don't want to do that. No one has the time for that. <laughs> but when you say you can edu- they can educate themselves, I want you to understand the reality of what you're saying. When you Google something, most of the time, like let's say, let's say I want to Google Israeli-Palestinian conflict. What kind of sources do you think I'm going to get? 
when I Google that. Just ran, just randomly Google Israel-Palestine. I'm going to get maybe, maybe, two out of ten things that are unbiased reports about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I am going to get dozens of shit that is just Israeli propaganda. Because that is how the internet works at this point. It's how search yeah. functions work at this point. There is no way that you can tell somebody to just go educate themselves and have them actually learn something that's going to do them any good. If I say, you know, if someone is like, if someone, fuck, if someone calls me a transphobic slur and I tell you, go educate yourself about why that's not right, they're going to go find a bunch of shit from TERFs. Because that is what is going to populate Google search results or whatever search results because the those people who write those articles are being funded by very, very wealthy people who are able to push their results to the top of any search result. And beyond that, research is a skill that you have to learn. It is not you can just look something up yeah. and, and, and learn. Like, maybe you can do that for algebra or, you know, stuff like that. But if you want to know about, like, genuine social issues or different kinds of experiences, you have to find people who know about that. And research, like I said, it's a skill. It's genuinely difficult to do in a way that gives you reliable, credible information. So when you say just they can go educate themselves, you're saying that you need to throw them into the wilderness with no direction and no guide and no ability to find out any real reliable information. So I get it when, you know, you're a marginalized person and somebody says something stupid and you don't you, you don't want to get into it. I get that, but you have to point them in the direction of information that isn't going to brainwash them. Like, I cannot or stress even that at enough. At the very least, at the very least, in the context of this situation, don't like get annoyed with other people who do take the time to educate them. That too, you know, like, like even like I remember during Black Lives Matter, there were some like situations where people weren't speaking, and it was like people were just pointing them in the direction of resources and other were like others were like i don't know why you're bothering well it's like if you want people to first of all if you don't i, I like you said like i did i feel like educating every person i came across about black issues all the time absolutely not because it's exhausting and it's mentally draining but if i do take the time or somebody else is taking the time to educate other people then i'm not gonna sit here and like tell them that they shouldn't do that because at the end of the day, that doesn't do anybody any good. And, like, at that point, what do you want from people? Do you want people to be educated and, and make better decisions in the future? Or do you just want a reason to sit there and attack people on Twitter? You know what I mean? Um, so, like, like, like we said, accountability can really only come if you have a way to directly like communicate with somebody. Yeah. And if people are using their direct line of communication to hold someone accountable 
or educate them, um, which I think education should come with or before accountability, um, then don't like jump on that person's case for doing that. Like that was so weird to me. And like, yeah. like, <laughs> well, actually like, here's like the thing about that that gets me is because this is something that, uh, has irked me for a long time. When people are like, well, why, you know, like, why are you bothering and all that? It's, it always to me comes off is because they're coming from a place of, you know, they don't want those people to get better because they want to have mm-hmm. somebody that they can attack and, you know, hate without feeling bad. Because again, it comes back to right. that, like, people can't, just can't accept that there are some people that they just don't like. So they always want a valid reason to attack them. I, I I definitely agree. I think especially that was the case, especially when it came to Roman, Sasha, and I would kind of want to throw Naomi in there too because people. Hmm, what do all three of those? You know, like a lot of gone? fans will be <laughs> right, um, and then, uh, and then on top of that, like a lot of people have that thing of like, oh, my fave is unproblematic. My fave never does anything bad, and so I think you know people really wanted to take that opportunity to try and quote unquote like humble Sasha fans and Roman fans because they kind of were in this sphere of being like I don't want to say untouchable but like untouchable of like no matter what they do people are kind of are always going to support them and I think people really wanted to take that as that was the first thing that they'd done where people felt like they could jump on it and I hate to use the word cancel but like cancel them and be on their case about something, which is why you got those tweets saying, why is nobody saying anything about this when literally everyone was talking about yeah. it? Because um, they, they, people just, like, again, want an excuse to not like that person instead of just standing on the fact that they don't like them and then they want to throw the fans of those people under the, under the bus because they just want to prove a point to them that your fave isn't any less, you know, touchable than my fave is or whatever it is, you know, the mentality that goes into it. And I think that, that was very much like with this whole, especially as it pertains to Sasha, because people love to look for a reason to come after her. And that I feel actually is a good way to segue into kind of like the last thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to this. And it's going back to that letting go of expectation. Like I mentioned in the opening little speech mm-hmm. that you have to let go of this expectation that these people will never do something. Everybody, like I, I've said it maybe 1,700 times in the past 70 minutes. Everybody has bigoted beliefs. Every single person. Every single person has words in their vocabulary that are going to be hurtful to other people. Whole groups of people, small groups of people, individuals. Everyone has words that they use on a fairly regular basis. I mean, I'm pretty sure I called somebody a pussy in this episode. A lot of people are very, and rightfully, offended by the use of that word as a derogatory insult. That's... Or even like, like um, I don't remember how long ago it was, but I think I... I can't remember. I think I called somebody like psychotic or something and like 
honey had to correct me and say like hey that's ableist language you know and yeah. i had to learn and teach myself to remove that word from my vocabulary in that context because even if it's something that you like to say or i like to say or that i am used to saying that doesn't change the effect but at the end of the day does am i a horrible human being who who hates you know neurodivergent people no but i've still have things to unlearn just like every other person and the issue when all of that comes to famous people is that famous people are obviously on a pedestal they're Mm -hmm. being lifted up as you know role models and people that you can look up to and I, I just want to make it clear you can look up to someone who has been an asshole or who even is currently an asshole personally I greatly admire Brock Lesnar and Samasa Ciampa and Tito Ortiz at the end of the day do all of those men have beliefs that are awful and have all of them said things that have been awful yeah but you cannot expect these people to be, you know, above being human. It's it's just, it's not healthy for you, and it's not healthy for them. And Uh-oh. people will use the term parasocial relationship in kind of a denigrating format. But a parasocial relationship is not bad. You can have a parasocial relationship... With a favorite wrestler or favorite actor or favorite musician or what have you. And have it be entirely healthy. But part of having a healthy parasocial relationship with any of those people is recognizing that they are imperfect. And that they are going to have flaws and going to have bigoted beliefs. And at the end of the day, there's not a whole lot you can do with that other than make peace with it. So... Right. It's important to learn how to make peace. And I understand, like I said, I have absolutely been on the other side of this coin. It's difficult to learn to do that, but it is absolutely worth your time. Because everything gets a lot easier and a lot less stressful when you're not worried about people finding out that you're a fan of someone. Because, you know, everyone views them as a piece of trash. Yeah. And, like, part of that is, like, or at least for me, the way that I navigate that is I pick and choose who, how vocally and publicly I support people. Um, And support means different things to to different people. There are wrestlers that I like, but I wouldn't necessarily, like, go out and buy them merch or, you know, um, go meet them or something or support them financially. Um, and that's actually something I learned from one of my mutuals on Twitter um, that I never really considered before. Um, but that's something that became important to me. And just like checking yourself in terms of the pedestal that you put people on. Like I have a poster of Jay Uso on my wall. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> He's staring back at me. And even though I have a poster of him on my wall, that doesn't mean that I expect him or think that he is a perfect human being. Um, He fucked up last week. I'm positive he's gonna fuck up again because he's a dumbass like that. Um, (laughs) And I can feel comfortable in still supporting him because at the end of the day, I never expected him to be a perfect human being to start with. And 
I don't expect him to be perfect tomorrow either. Actually. <laughs> just... And I don't think that my association with him speaks to my own moral as well. Because See, I, you know what I mean? That's what I was about to say. Because, obviously, you mentioned feeling a personal connection with Jay. I've mentioned feeling a personal connection with just a myriad of very awful men. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but I mentioned having a feeling a personal connection to Tommaso and, and Tito. And I do want to say, because I think this is another thing that makes people uncomfortable. When you feel a personal connection to someone who has entirely opposing beliefs, that does not mean that you are a bad person. The reason I feel a personal connection with Tito is because he has deeply, deeply struggled through a large portion of his life. He's had shitty relationships. He's had friendships fall apart. He's had substance misuse issues. He's, you know, had a lot of other things happen to him that resonate with me. His attitude towards life and how he approaches, you know, the future resonates with me. And that does not make me a bad person, that I feel that connection with someone. The reason I don't feel a connection, the reason, the connections that I feel with him aren't anything to do with politics. They aren't anything to do with social beliefs. It's purely about the fact, the life experiences that we've had and the approach to life that we have and how we treat other people that I'm like... I understand, you know, and that having that understanding and that connection with someone does not make you a bad person. I just, again, you can connect with someone who has reprehensible beliefs and still, and I mean, I'm not talking like Hitler level because if you are a genocidal <laughs> dictator, then that is like a problem. Like, like, again, yeah, that's an action thing, but I mean, like, let's use the most basic example. A lot of people really connect with and love their parents, and their parents will oftentimes have less than savory beliefs. And you, it's okay to feel love and affection for that person. You know what I mean? Like, you, it does not make you a bad person because you feel love. Mm -hmm. Like... And, like, also, like... Like, in terms of having healthy parasocial relationships with celebrities, you shouldn't place your moral or personal value on who you like. Please do not do that. Stan Twitter, please <laughs> stop doing that. Like, that is unhealthy. That is not healthy. Your morals should not be, like, your who you like does not define you as a human being. And you shouldn't let it. And um, that is, like a huge issue <laughs> that I see on Stan Twitter is like, you know, um, liking XYZ means that you're a horrible, disgusting human being. And it, it doesn't. Sometimes you just like something. Sometimes you just like a song or you like an artist or a group. It doesn't mean you agree with everything that they do and that they say. You just like their music or with a wrestler, you just like their matches. You like their style of wrestling. You know, you think they're a good promo. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're a horrible human being because you like how they wrestle. Like, you like, I like Brock Lesnar. 
I don't love his politics, but he does. He's a cool wrestler. You know, does that make me a bad person? I don't think it does. And again, I that's kind of ties back into my belief about it's less about these and it's more about actions in your daily life and how you treat the people around you and how you treat the people that you right. come across. And with that, hopefully having, you know, taught some people some valuable lessons, you know, having that, you know, end of the episode south park you know today i've learned something (laughs) moment for a lot of people uh we will give our match and song recommendations uh you know i'll i'll go first Mm -hmm. again uh okay because i gotta think of a match i don't know why i don't prepare these things ahead of time i'll uh i'll throw out uh i hated the way this ended but it was a good match and involves a lot of guys I like. Uh, Tommaso, uh, Tim and Tommaso versus MSK. Uh, it's somewhere on NXT. I don't know. I don't remember the exact date. Which uh, also, just real quick, uh, Nash, Wes, uh, we all love you. Oh, we yeah. all think you're amazing. Love you so much. We won't get into it, but a lot of stupid things have been going on and you guys are just two wonderful young men who deserve a lot better uh Mm -hmm. song choice ah gosh yeah uh (laughs) i think i almost just broke my headphones sorry um let's do uh all night by big boy it's it's a very sweet little song so I'll, that that'll be my two. Um, I'm gonna do Walter versus Pete Dunn mm, at one. NXT Takeover New York. I, ah, I was there for it. that. That was good shit. <laughs> um, I love Walter. He's always great. And Pete Dunn. I also love Pete Dunn. Um. And the song, ooh, a song I've been listening to literally on repeat for days now, Miley Cyrus, Yo-Yo Ma, Elton John, and um, (laughs) Robert Trujillo, and a producer named Watt. They all came together to cover um, Nothing Matters, Nothing Else Matters by Metallica and everybody cover, it, covers nothing else matters but it's so good oh, I have no doubt. such a distinct <laughs> voice and then all of those people they're all in the production of the song they don't mm-hmm. sing on it but like just that blend of people to, get, to come together on a song is so good um <laughs> that's my song recommendation all right all right everybody i hope you guys learned something today <laughs> be safe wear your masks get vaccinated if you haven't get booster shots if you are available please get your flu shot also i need to call the cvs and do that myself uh thank you for listening thank you for learning and thank you for loving the things that you love we'll see y'all next